This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Hell House, LLC. New York's scariest haunted house tour. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Brett. Yeah, so deal with it. I think he, he got attacked in a haunted house. He did. And now he's just a vegetable. Also true. Specifically a celery. He he is one celery. Yes, one stalk of celery. And we watched Hell House, LLC. As requested by, well, kind of requested by my sister-in-law. Basically, she sent me a, one of those, like, 30 horror movies that any horror fan should see. And this is one of the movies that we had not done for the podcast yet. Yeah, we know what we should see. Random list from Looper or BuzzFeed or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember what it was from, but... It was it was pretty legit movies. I was like, oh yep, that's that's a movie I liked. That's a movie I liked. That's a movie I liked. That's a movie other people liked. I didn't like that much, but so at least it was a legit list. And this movie was on that list, and we had not seen it. True. But and we now we have. That. Yeah. The prophecy has been fulfilled. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. Most of but them. But don't are. worry, Chris. We'll get to the Prophecy later, along with the Prophecy 2 and the Prophecy 3. That is on the list. I saw it recently. It is. I put them on the list because I enjoy those movies. Because I have a specific taste. And it fits those ta- that taste. And it tastes like Christopher Walken. Mmm, Christopher Walken. So meaty. <laughs> so meaty. <laughs> Man, that's a nice soup reference, Chris. You. Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> so this movie starts at the beginning. Well, kind of. In media it starts, res. It starts at the beginning of a documentary. Yeah. And yeah. this is um what you would call a found footage movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a documentary slash found footage. Yeah. Or, I mean, like fictional documentary. It's not a mockumentary. I don't know what you call a fictional documentary that's not humorous. The framing device is that of a documentary. There we go. The wraparound. And we see... uh... Oh, fuck. Do you think I'd remember how this starts since I watched it literally an hour ago? I watched it over 12 hours ago, so I have more of an excuse than you, Chris. Nya, 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 nya. So it starts off just saying, hey, this is a documentary. We're look, looking into the Hell House LLC debacle that occurred in 2009. Yeah, 2009. And this was shot in what? This is released in 2016? Uh, so, like, yeah. Eight years after the fact, according, you know, supposedly. And uh, there's, like, you know, news footage of uh, everybody 
running around outside of the place after the tragedy. There's, There's uh, some talking heads. Yeah. And they all do pretty good. I gotta give them credit. They seems legit enough. Yeah, like if you didn't know this was fictional, you could at least feel like this part of the documentary like feels pretty real. Like you're like, oh yep, this is a documentary. Oh. And there's a uh, some footage that went up on YouTube. They say YouTube about a hundred times in this movie. Yep. I don't know if YouTube gave them money, but YouTube should have given them money. And uh, we're seeing kind of the the viewpoint from people who were there walking through the haunted house. Yeah, and it's like a legit haunted house. Like, there's parts of it where, like, you're like, you know, like, three people walk by this this dummy, and, like, the the fourth person, like, the, the dummy, like, lunges at them, and you're like, oh, shit. And they're like, ah! Yeah. Know, beyond, oh, shit. You know, hey, it's it's a haunted house. Like it's it's a legit haunted house. It looked it looked fun to go through. Yeah, there were strobe lights and haunted haunted shit and dummies so hanging. What, what got me the most in that haunted house, like with the visual was uh so there was it sounded like a giant industrial fan going and on the wall they had a uh a light Spinning that kind of it kind of made it look like fan blades, only in like in green laser light. Yeah, but just the sound of the fan spinning synced so well with the spinning light that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like if I was approaching that, I would have been freaked out because like you could tell there was no actual fan blades there, but just the sound was so realistic. I was like, I would not put my hand anywhere near that light because I'd be afraid a fucking fan blade would take it off. That was like my favorite part of that that whole like opening bit. And the uh, the people are walking through, you know, and there's your usual haunted house chicanery. There's the the creepy bartender. Yeah, and a uh, a guy in a clown outfit kind of comes barreling through the wrong direction, hoot hollering. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like hauling ass the wrong way. And they're kind of like, huh, weird. I hope that's not part of the bit, because that was weak. And then uh, they see some other person kind of running upstairs through some kind of emergency exit-looking door. Yeah, they're like, is this part of the show? And they're, uh, you know, they're funneling through. They go through, like, a kitchen and a creepy dining room. And they stumble through the kitchen, like, knock over one of the one of those, those carts that hold all the trays. Is there is there a is there a name for that cart, Chris? I don't I don't know my food service that well. Well, the places I work, they generally called them proofing racks because that's where we proofed uh, rolls and such. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, they're heading down to the basement, and as they try to get to the basement, a bunch of people are trying to come back up out of the basement, and that's and where by panic a bunch, sets you mean, in. Like everyone in the basement. Yeah. And everybody panics. There's a bunch of screaming and yelling and knocking over uh, various dummies and such. Uh, ambulances are on the scene when they get outside. There no cops, oh, just ambulances. They're cop ambulances. And they're like, cop- you know... Copulences? Cop- copulences. That's, that, that sounds, sounds dirty, Chris. Yeah, I like it. Okay. 
I'm I'm down with it if you are. And uh, we kind of cut to uh, the documentary crew, and they're talking to like a guy who busted in there later, some photographer guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I went in there after the fact. I took some pictures. I wasn't going in the basement though, because fuck that." Yeah, I just kind of like put my camera around the corner and just kind of shot some shots and just pulled it back because there was no fucking way I was going down those stairs. <laughs> Yeah, and he's talking like, you know, he's seen some shit. But Creepy yeah. Basement, not for him. Nope. And uh, they managed to score an interview, the documentarians, with one of the uh, members of the Hell House LLC. Sarah? Sure. I think that's right. I think that's her name. We'll, we'll break from tradition and call somebody by their actual name in a movie. I mean, she's kind of like generic white brunette girl. Yeah. I and, mean, she's really like, yeah. I mean, the, there's nothing especially remarkable about her that makes me like be able to say like, oh, like she's so and so. No, she's just she's just Sarah. And uh, they're like, so what happened? And she says, well, check out this bag full of tapes I have. And they're like, well, didn't the cops take those? She's like, no, I grabbed all those before the cops could get them. And they're like, but we haven't heard from anybody involved with this like in months. She's like, oh, I've been living with family, staying with family, but I, I'm ready to talk now. Yeah. And I guess this is weird because it's implied that they're somehow live editing this documentary. That yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically, from here on out, we just get cuts from the tapes of all the. So there was a dude, at least through the beginning, named Peter, who uh, was taking was was basically the videographer as they set up the haunted house, like two months ahead of time. Yeah. Cause they're, they're from New York city originally and they bought New this, York uh, city. Get the rope. <laughs> you haven't had a chance to do that one in a long time. Well, that's, for a, that's a classic bit. It is. Gotta love our uh, paste piccani sauce. <laughs> and they, uh, they bought, I guess, or rented or, something this busted up hotel in abaddon abaddon new york because you know nothing says nothing says not a creepy kill place like a hotel called hotel abaddon where the odor hung himself yeah they might as well have been going to fucking murder town new york yeah hotel murder town (laughs) and uh we see footage of them, you know, kind of going to the place and checking it out. And they're all like, they're all seem like nice people. They're not like, they're not super annoying. You know, like, okay, so maybe the videographer is a bit of a perv, but you know, he's a videographer. What do you expect? Um, the girl, Sarah, plain and tall, is dating the owner of Hell House LLC. The company that creates these haunted houses. Um, there's a couple other dudes who help them out. There's Big Jaw, 
and other guy and they uh you know they like you know they're driving there they find the place and they they're just you know kind of like walking through it saying oh hey you know we can do this creepy thing here this creepy thing there and they get down to the basement and there's like chalk pentacles on the wall and there's these numbers chalked onto the wall and they're like oh you can have like a, a we already have a pentacle here so we can put the we can chain a girl up like half naked to the wall and then you know we can have them exit out through the storm doors or storm cellar doors over here and we'll put like a bouncer in a clown costume with the other clowns to make sure like if anybody tries to get handsy with the half naked girl that he just shuts that shit down because we're not shitty assholes yeah i mean it's they're likable enough like this is this is like the opposite of Green Inferno, where fucking in Green Inferno, everyone was just, you just wanted them all to die because they were all shitty people. Yeah, it's refreshing to see a horror movie made in the last 10 years where it's not like, no, everybody's just a deplorable shitbag. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're better than, than they needed to be, honestly. Like, you're like, okay, these guys, they want to put on a haunted house. They they know their shit. They know what to do. Like, okay, like okay, they're they're fine. You know, I'm good with this. I like these people. So they uh they go to work setting up the haunted house, and um, for the most part, at first anyway, it's just you know behind the scenes. They're all having a good time, poking fun. Yeah. They do have to all sleep at the hotel though because they they're not getting any any rooms in the town or anything. Apparently all the other hell houses that have happened in previous years have all been in New York City. But this one is in Avedon, New York instead, but in a much more like I guess authentic setting. Yeah. But they all have to stay in the hotel because that's the only place they have rooms. And uh, every so often, you might see something a little a little weird in the footage at first. Yeah, yeah, like the the camera guy is like talking to the camera, like, "Oh, hey, you know, another rough day, blah blah blah." And then like you see like this form kind of like slide out from the edge of the doorway in the background, and it stays there for a little bit, and then it just kind of slides back, and you're like, um. That was a little fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, there is a, a figure. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, and then, so, yeah, so things kind of get, 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 slowly get creepier and creepier over time. Um, I guess there's the big part where, well, the first big scare happens when videographer is walking towards the basement. And then there's like one of the clowns is just standing there, like looking down the stairway towards the basement. And he's like, oh, hey, you know, fellow friendly dude, you, you, you gave me a little scare. That's funny. And then he, and then he kind of faces into the, another room and he turns back and then the, the clown is looking at him and he's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like the mannequin's, like it's not a mannequin because mannequins don't move, but oh, it's funny. Whatever Paul or Josh or whoever the fuck 
like random white dude name these guys have. And he's like, oh, that's funny. And then he, he walks back out and there's the dude he thought it was talking to the other dudes. And he's like, um, uh, 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 and they go back and look and the, and the man, the, the clown's not there anymore. And they're like, dude, stop fucking with us. Like for fuck's sake, really? And he's like, no, I swear this is, this is, this is why I think it's the way he phrases it. Yeah, he says, and to quote, this is wah. This is wah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's super fucking creepy because you're like, okay, this shit shouldn't be moving, and it's moving. And then, okay, well, it's just one of the, it's that guy doing the thing. And like, wait, nope, that guy is over there. So who's the, oh, no. Yeah, it's a vide- videographer guy. He's like, guys, I don't know about all this. This is fucked up. We should tell the rest of the the cast that, you know, shit's weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of the rest of the cast, he's hoping to be able to, like, go to Pound Town with one of the cast because the only girl is the one who is dating, like, the longtime girlfriend of the owner, Sarah. And she's, you know, not down for threesomes, apparently. Shockingly enough. And... Even though they do like man's have like the gratuitous like shot of her like of her panties, her panties. Yeah, Chris. no, I, I heard you. I heard. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, but then uh, there's some other like cute the cute the girl that's gonna be chained up is, is apparently very cute to the considerations of the videographer. Yeah, and he's uh, spitting like some real weak game. Real weak game. Yeah, and keep in mind, I've been in monogamous relationships since I was like 23, so I don't even know about game anymore, but it sure yeah. seemed weak to me. Yeah, yeah, this was like uh, limping around on like one leg kind of weak. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, you're real pr- pretty and cute. I like to see your boobs later. Ha ha. Got them. You em. have hair. I like hair. You have desirable traits physically. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but old uh, what's his head, Mortimer, or Wayne Scott, or whatever the white guy's name is, the boss. Which white guy. They're all white guys, Chris. Boss white They're guy. Boss white guy. Okay. <clears throat> Alex, I think is the actual character's name, but you can call him whatever the hell you want. Boss hog. He's like, uh, hey, man, we don't need to freak everybody out. It's just a little, it's just a little haunted house, buddy. You're just getting stop, a little creeped out. Stop committing HR violations, and we may not have a problem. Yeah. And uh, Paul, he gets real mad. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm not having this. I'm going to storm off now. And uh, Sarah, she's also having some troubles. You've uh, been doing some sleepwalking? Yeah, there's a... In the, the middle of the <clears> night, <throat> things have been happening. Uh, they hear a piano playing, but nobody's there. There's some screaming, apparently, but like the screaming stops by the time they turn on the video camera. And uh, at one point, videographer and uh, Strong Chin hear some ruckus, so they go to check it out. And 
Sarah is down in the bowels of the place after they and get she, jump scared by mannequins. Yeah, and she's like saying like Paul is dead, only backwards. Yeah, she is the walrus. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's some kind of backwards talk, and I didn't. And apparently, no one on the internet has reversed that audio to find out what she's saying, which completely blows my mind. Yeah, internet, you really dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, fuck you, internet. Fair enough. Fuck you. Fuck you. And uh, they wake her up out of her backwards talk trance, and she's all freaked out. And they're like, hey, no, it's cool. We're just uh, down here, and you're backwards talking, and some kind of yeah. ghost monsters are moving mannequins. But it's it's cool. Yeah, she's like, I went to bed with my boyfriend. I wake up, and two strange, two dudes are looking at me while I'm facing a wall. And what's going on? Which is fair. That's a fair yeah. response. No, no, I'd be like freaked out if I woke up someplace and I had no idea where the hell I was for a second. But Alex is like, no, this is fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it, guys. This is totally normal haunted house shit. Yeah. Yeah, and there's kind of this whole like running theme that maybe there's something going on with the business because all the other haunted houses were in New York City and now they're out here in the the boondocks and they don't want to pay for like animated mannequins, even they've had like moving mannequins in the past. And there's kind of a whole implication that maybe the, the company's not doing as well as the boss hog would like to think they would like to imply that it is. Yeah. Which it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, it, it, it there's, it's used as an excuse for at one time to keep one of the people around. Yeah. Yeah. So uh the videographer guy he's uh he wakes up one night and turns on his camera like you do. Yeah, although it kind of it's kind of like the camera's already on. Yeah, it's and then weird. he like he like wakes up and you're like, Who turned the camera on before you woke up? Yeah. This is in the Magnus archives where they like the video the, the tape recorders just kinda of turn on on their own. Yeah. That makes sense in context, though. Yeah. By the way, everyone listen to the Magnus Archives. It's a fantastic podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's real good. And uh, there's some kind of ghost lady hanging out on the floor in his room. Is, is it supposed to be Sarah Plain and Tall or not? I think it's supposed to be somebody else. Or is it the? Is it supposed to be the, the future chained-up chick? I'm not 100% sure. I don't think it's Sarah Plain and Tall. Okay. It's somebody who's not her. Okay. That's what I thought, but I mean, I no one's credited as creepy ghost girl in bedroom, so I'm guessing it's like maybe the other one of the other cast the other female cast member is supposed to be like chained up. Who they also like lives in the town. Yeah. And uh he just I guess he's abducted or disappears or fucks off for well, some reason. Well, he hides behind his bedsheet like you do. Yeah. And then he pulls the bedsheet down and like the the ghost girl is like right there in his face and attacks him. And then they can't find him. Yeah, for several days. Well, no. 
the, the next day they can't find him. They try calling him and there's some weird like screechy feedback over the phone. And then they, they yeah, then they just can't find him. It's like a, just a day or two before the, the haunted house opens. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys, he's had enough of this shit. Because of the uh, earlier incident when they found uh, Sarah, there was um, uh, plenty of other creepy chicanery. Yeah, the guy's like, this This is just not right. Like, we can't find Paul. All this other weird shit's happening. And then, uh, then like, Big Jaw is like, no, dude, just hold on. Let me let me tell you what's going on. And then, like, the, the video cuts out. And then it cuts back in. The guy's like, yeah, I have to stay. Yeah, and he's and, in a field for some reason. Yeah, and the implication is that Big Jaw said, hey, like, you know, the company's not doing real well right now. We need, we need everybody on, like, we need everybody, like, all hands on deck in order to get, to get things going. If we can If we can make enough money off this, we can get back to New York and start doing things right. We can get back to the city, start doing things right, and it'll be fine. But, dude, we need you. And you can't bail on us now because we are, are we're like barely treading water now. Maybe even like we're like not even doing that. So, and the guy's like, okay, fine. Yeah, I got to stay. Like, I can't just abandon my friends. So, uh, Boss Hog rallies the troops, gives them uh, some kind of speech, you know, like. Uh, While holding a fake pickaxe. Yeah. How it's going to be the best. Uh, Best damn haunted house ever. Uh, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or something. Some other yeah. inspirational shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like he does it in front of a big like American flag, and oh, he said, "I I glossed over something, which might what? be the, the most disturbing part of this entire movie, where the big clown guy legit pulls his eye out." Oh yeah! <laughs> Actually, there was a kid uh, two years ahead of me in high school who could do that same fucking trick. It's a horrible nightmare thing, and I don't ever <laughs> want to see it again. Yeah, like he basically puts like his fingers on like either side of his eye and just pops his eye out of the socket. And apparently, that's a legit like that's not a gag. Like that's that's not special effects in any fucking way that dude just can do that with his eye. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. Yep. And, uh, God damn, what was that kid's name in high school? who could do that. Uh, I could picture him. I can't think of his name, but he was like a couple years ahead of me. In high school could do the same fucking thing. And it was creepy as fuck. Yeah. So if nothing else, that is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in a movie. Because mm-hmm. a guy straight up pulled his eye out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. They're like, they're like, hey, guy, do, hey, dude, do the eye thing. He's like, okay. And just bleh, And you're like, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> the whole audience, you know, is just going, oh. Ugh. Oh, we missed the part, though, where videographer Paul, like, legit pukes after seeing the scary clown. Yeah, apparently that also was a legit thing that happened. Yep. The actor apparently just tossed his cookies 
after after at the end of that sequence, and which is pretty good. I mean, like I'm glad they kept it because I think that's pretty awesome. So anyway, horrifying eyes and vomit aside, vomiting eyes. So uh, it's game time, and they do a pretty cool thing here, where there's several different sources of footage, and they kind of cut it all together. So yeah. you're to you know give multiple camera angles with an actual reason in a found footage movie. Thank you, yep. found footage movie. Yeah, and well, they, they start out with like before the hot house even opens, they take uh, the girl who's chained up downstairs, Melissa or whatever her name was, and they like cut like the front of her dress all the way down so that basically she's just like in her bra and panties with like a a shrug yeah. over it, and then they stick like big. Big Jim or whatever his name is down in the between the two other clowns, and and so he's there like you know, he gets the bouncer basically to keep everyone's hands off of the half naked chick, and then they took then they have I assume it's Sarah playing and tall like like doing the opening spiel to the house like oh yo thank you for thank you for coming to our hotel you know like only guests are allowed in blah 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 blah. And then starts like letting people in at a certain rate. Yeah, and it everything's going like it should. They've got I mean, a yeah, it's a legit haunted house. Like I was like, I'd love to go to that haunted house, honestly. Like I like the kitchen's got like fake slabs of like human meat stuck in it. The the zombie bartender is kind of cool. There's other like jump scares. The fucking strobe lights, like. All I needed was like a dude with a chainsaw chasing people around, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. And everything's going cool. It's going good. People are like going, ooh, scary. Ah, look at that thing. But and then, then I uh, cut to the dude, like the security guy, who I think is Big Chin, who is like kind of like tucked into like an alcove somewhere and blocked off with like a, you know, like a grate. And then Sarah Plain Tall comes up and says, "Hey, we found Paul. Like he's just we we got to go. Like he's just in the haunted house, sitting there." And he's like, "What?" And then they have to go get him. Yeah. So Big Chin heads off to go find Paul, and this is where shit starts going sideways. Big Jim abandons his post to stop the sex perverts in the basement. Yep. And uh, and like and and then like. The the chick chains up like this is not part of the show. Get me the fuck out of here. There's these like black. There's like a black dude. Like, I'm sorry. There's a dude in a black cloak. It's not a black dude. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> that got weird. Yeah, that got really bad real quickly. I'm sorry. It was a dude in a black cloak <laughs> shows up. And the chick who's chained up is like, this is not part of the show. Help me. Please get me out of here. And like, and this big Jim is like, later. Yeah. And just runs up the stairs. Fuck all this. Yeah, apparently big Jim. He's a big dude, but he ain't a very brave dude. <laughs> no, he's a big pussy is what he is. And then uh, he runs off and he's shoving around and we see the various footage from people or like the YouTube video where they see him run by. And um, Big Chin's got a GoPro, GoPro, because he's a botanist. 
Yeah, that or he is a porn star who needs to get his direction going, one of the two. <laughs> and so he's going, trying to figure out this Paul situation. Sarah playing and Paul runs up to the control room, which we see in the YouTube video. That's the girl who's running upstairs for no particular reason. Yep. And uh, she's like, guys, shit's fucked. And they're like, uh, well, define fucked. And then she's like, fucked. And they're like, oh, fucked. Okay. And this is when everybody starts trying to come up from the basement. And a GoPro guy's trying to escort everybody out. And he's like, come out through this door. And then the door shuts and he can't open it. And he's like, ha Oh, I remember. I know. I know. I was just screaming. We're all going to die. And you're fucked. You have to go through this door immediately. But it's totally cool. We'll find another yeah. door. There's another door over here to the outside as well. So use that door, please. Nothing bad's happening. Yeah. And, uh... So everybody's spilling out. There's uh, probable murders being committed. Yep. And uh, yeah, so they, and then at this point, they, the um, Sarah playing tall that they're interviewing is like, well, you know, I'm kind of tired now. I think I'm going to go back. I just need to like go rest in my hotel room for a little bit, like a couple hours, take a nap, you know, maybe hit the mini bar. Yeah. Maybe hit the pool and the hot tub. I don't know. But I'm in. I'm. I'm just gonna go head back to my room. It's room two C, by the way. Room two C. That's and two C, two C. And uh, and then yeah, we can we can pick this up later because I'm tired. And, and uh, the documentary crew is like, yeah, no, that's fine, cool, whatever. So she leaves, and then we're uh, we're treated to them. And she kind of says, hey, you know, hey, maybe you want to go. Uh, Check out the place yourself. Like, well, it's boarded up and locked. She's like, well, you know, a real documentary crew wouldn't let such things stop them. Yeah. And and the documentary crew is like, yes, well, we are a real documentary crew, so I imagine that we will not allow such things to stop us as well. I mean, even though we did earlier, everybody knows that a real documentary crew will commit breaking and entering for for a scoop, for a hot scoop, for a hot take. So there, they decide that the, I guess the host of the documentary is going to go with the cameraman while uh, the other guy watches the footage. Miranda. Okay. Well, Miranda, I think is the character's name. I, I believe you. I just like to whisper, Miranda. No, that's because good. Of, because of Serenity. So, uh, and that it's another part where it's like that's weird. That's well, and they head downstairs to the to the concierge or the, the front desk or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're we're gonna be out for a little bit, but our friend in room two C, if she comes looking for us, just let her know that we'll be back." And the the front desk lady's like, "Um, we don't have numbers or letters in our room numbers." We just have like rooms like 102, 103, 202, 203. And Dr. Miller's lady's like, oh, well, what about this lady, Sarah Plain and Tall? And they're like, we don't have anybody under the name Plain and Tall. And she's like, well, whatever. If this lady like comes looking for us, just let her know that we'll be back. 
Yeah, and you would think that these uh, investigative journalists would be like, wait a minute, that seems like a lot of bullshit. Massive piles of bullshit. But they don't. They decide they're nope. going to go uh, commit their breaking and entering. B&E, all day long. So as they head over to commit breaking and entering, old, uh, I don't know, Salvador, the uh, guy who's... Head editor guy? Yeah, he's going through the footage, and uh, it, it tells us in a text box that this footage cannot be explained, even though it seems like a fairly obvious explanation upon viewing. And please, Chris, lay, us, lay, lay down upon us your erudite explanation of the viewing. Well, uh, so it turns out that uh, the footage shows old uh, Paul and Sarah Planenthal, after the uh, exodus occurs that night, and Paul's kind of standing by the door blocking Sarah, and Sarah Planenthal is like, Hey, yo, it's Paul. Hey, how's it going, buddy? We should get out of here on account of the unspecified problems. And he decides that the best course of action is murder. Yeah, he like grabs the camcorder from somewhere and just beats her in the head with the the non-lens end of it and knocks her down and then just like Garvin stomps her for a little bit. Yeah. And then he picks up a piece of thing. Glass of some kind, I I believe. And then he uh, slits his own throat. Which is talked about earlier when they say, like, the police records say that one of the LLC members, like, was found with his throat slit and they or throat cut and they thought it was self-inflicted. Yeah, and so now, us, the viewers, are like, wait a second, Sarah, playing it all, she's dead as hell. She couldn't possibly have been giving this interview. Uh-oh, I bet those documentarians are in trouble. Bum, bum, bum! And then we cut over to them, and they uh, have busted in, and by busted in, I mean casually opened the door. Yep. And they kind of point out, like, oh, look, here's this creepy painting of this, like, weird little child. And here's a creepy painting over here. And and then, like, the, the girl wants to, Miranda, wants to head downstairs. And then uh, the, the videographer's like, her cameraman's like, uh, no, shit's weird down there. And she's like, no, come on, it'll be great. Let's go downstairs. And so they go downstairs. They don't really see anything interesting down there. And then they start heading upstairs, and he's like, I'm not real cool with all of this. And she's like, that's fine. I'll make great TV. Come on, let's go. And uh, so they're heading up, and they're uh, poking around upstairs, and they see room 2C. What? Where where Sarah Plain and Tall is supposedly staying? Yeah, and Miranda. He's like, we should go in this room immediately. And the cameraman's like, nah, see, because I got this thing called self-preservation I'm into. <laughs> yeah. We should not do that. And she's like, yeah, but on the other hand, open the door. And uh, Sarah's there, staring out the window without being able to see her directly. 
you know, in classic uh, horror movie fashion. Yeah, like if she was a creepy Japanese girl, it would make perfect sense. Yeah, the only thing that was missing would have been her turning around and going, ah, with her mouth too big. And like moving in some weird kind of jerky spider fashion. Yeah. But she does none of these things. No, she just turns around and she's all beat up in the face. And then, like, and then next to her are two, like, weird cloaked dudes and black cloaks of indeterminate racial origin. And it's uh, implied heavily that they have died. Yep, that they get murderedly erdlered by the black cloaked figures. And, uh, because they're in black cloaks, not that they're black people wearing cloaks. And then we uh, get a title card that says, Nobody knows what really happened. The cover-up is still going on. And I said, eh, I think you kind of solved the mystery, more or less, guys. It was probably the the, 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 the cloak guys that did most of yeah. that. Yeah, like the weird like murder cult that was involved with the Hotel Abaddon. Oh. And also, we glossed over the fact that everybody else is dead. All the yeah. LLC guys. The the GoPro Big Chin, he gets murdered. And, uh... Oh, yeah, Bo- like... Bo- uh, Boss Hog hangs himself in the attic. No, Boss Hog gets hung in the attic. Or okay. hanged, whichever the proper fucking verb is. I can never figure that one out. Like, it's like they pleaded, not pled. Uh, they they got they he, he was hanged not hung, and uh, sorry that's just weird English you, bitching by Troy. You and, are uh, hanged. You things are hung. I guess so. He was hung by someone else, which is the implication. Not that he hanged himself. Yeah, whichever tense. Well, yeah, he was hanged by the hung neck until he was hanged to hung death, and. And so, like, Big Chin tried to help him, but then the cloaked figures, like, take him, take out Big Chin and knock him, beat him to the floor in time to see uh, the fact that Boss Hog was hanging from a noose dead. Yeah. And uh, that that's it, basically. Yeah, that is Hell House LLC. So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? Um... I thought it was pretty good. It it is a pretty good found footage movie for sure. Probably one of the better found footage movies I've ever seen. They do a good job with having at least viable conceits for multiple camera angles and why they would be taping things. So many times a found footage movie there's not really a reason why they're taping the thing. It's just happening. But in this one, it makes sense. They tape setting up the new haunted house so they can kind of, you know, they want to put up behind the scenes stuff on their website for their fans and go over the footage later to be like, oh, okay, here's where this went wrong. Here's where that went wrong. This is a good move. It's It's pretty creepy throughout. It, there's a lot of tension in it. It kind of shits the bed at the end. Because I feel like they had a good idea for a movie, but not a real good idea on how to end it. 
I kind of wish they just ended it with uh, Paul cutting his own throat. Yeah, and just, you know, Blair Witch style, like, leave it up to the audience to figure out what the fuck they just watched. But it's still pretty solid. I mean, it's up in the probably easy top five found footage movies. I, yeah. The, I'll give my thoughts in a second. The characters are likable for once in a movie, especially a movie this modern. Horror movies made in the last 10-ish, 15-ish years have a real weird tendency to make all of the characters unlikable fuckwits where they're like, you just, you just like, cool, I can't wait for these assholes to die, so there's no tension. Like, you're not like, uh-oh, I hope this guy makes it out. I hope that guy makes it out. What's even happening? You're just like, oh, just murder these idiots so we can get to the end of this thing. We call that the Eli Roth effect. Fair enough. I don't know if you know this, but I don't care for Eli Roth. I mean, I like the first hostel well enough, but, man, Green Inferno, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, if you have uh, a fondness for found footage or you just want something a little different, I think this one's definitely worth the time. It's pretty good. What do you think, Mr. Troy? I'll put it in the top two found footage movies I've seen. Well, top three. Um, it, uh, and I'll put those as the, the Blair Witch Project. Cannibal Holocaust and this movie. I don't know where I'll, I, how I'd rank those. Um, Cannibal Holocaust isn't really scary or anything, but I like the fact that um, privileged white Americans are the bad guys in that movie. So that's always fun. Like I said, I think I'm on record as saying that uh, where I love movies where I'm the bad guy and, uh, and the Blair Witch Project's just the kind of the, the found footage movie that made found footage movie a thing. And then there's this movie which just said, you know what, I we we understand what makes found footage movies good, and we're gonna do those things. And yeah, they maybe didn't quite like stick the landing. They might have hopped once at the end, but uh, I mean they did pull off the uh, the triple somersault with a twist. So I'll give them credit for that. Uh, yeah, this this movie was creepy. Like there's like certain things. Like I don't like jump scares, and I won't. I wouldn't say what they do are jump scares, because even when they have like weird, like you know, like the the strobe lights at one point illuminated this this figure that shouldn't be there when they were testing the the strobe lights and stuff, and the the cloud figure kind of appears and it appears to be going towards the camera. Like that stuff's creepy as fuck, but it's not a jump scare because it's not just like bah, you know, it's. It's kind of like the one scene in Sinister I like where they walk by the the coats hanging on the coat rack and then there's just like this little kid in old-timey outfit standing there and they just pan past it and they don't say anything or pause or anything. It just pans right across that. Like They do that a couple of times in this movie and that's the shit that really like freaks me out. And I, I really enjoyed it. I will say... Um, yeah, the movie, the ending could use a little work, whatever. I, the, the rest of the movie is A+. Plus, so, okay, fine. They get a 98% instead of 100. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, watch this movie. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, what are we watching next week? 
Next up is Son of Godzilla, which I think is our first legit, like, monster movie. Well, at least, like, kaiju. Is it, like, our first, very first, like, monster monster movie? Depends on what you mean by monster. Yeah, it's definitely our first kaiju movie. Yeah. Which maybe isn't 100% horror, but we also did Freddy Got Fingered once, so fuck you. Yeah, and Kroll. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very loose definition of horror. Yeah, whatevs. It's it's about, like, nuclear-powered, nuclear bomb p- panic, so whatever. It's fine. It's about panic. I can call it horror. Yeah. So what if other people want to recommend horror-adjacent movies. How would they do that, Troy? Well, they could ask Brett, and Brett would tell them a whole bunch of fucking nonsense about slaughter Twitter, slitter Prince face. I don't know. But I would just tell them to go to slaughterprincess.com where we have links to all of our social media and our Discord server and our Patreon and our store and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I am not some kind of, I don't even know what's called Brett. I'm not some kind of Brett. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's all it needs said. Yeah. So uh, while their podcasts are going to think about movies, we are going to drink about movies. Bye. Yeah, I'm making two grown men's dreams come true.